Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you give the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. When I was uh, probably about 10 years old, um, I had a friend named Ken, and he introduced me to this movie that he just said was amazing and awesome, and he had seen it in the theaters, and it was called, drumroll please, American Ninja. And holla out there to those of you who actually recognize this cinematic gem by its title, because uh, that's kind of a brotherhood of sorts, or a, a, a siblinghood of sorts. And I mean, sarcasm aside, there's this, um, there was this production company in the eighties called, um, uh, it was the Canon group and Golan Globus. And for some reason, I just remember that because of their logos and stuff. And they were on every kind of over the top, ridiculous physics and sense defying, uh, overly ridiculously cliche of masculinity, uh, defeating outrageous bad guys sort of film that was out there. So I remember like Commando Invasion USA, which was a Chuck Norris gem where terrorists come and launch missiles into families who are celebrating Christmas and all sorts of heinous things that criminals do. And then of course, Chuck Norris comes with um, his, his uh, machine guns at his side in, in, in twin shoulder holsters and kicks his way to freedom. <laughs> it's kind of the plot of that. Um, and American Ninja was like the pinnacle of that. And so my friend Ken just said, you, you got to watch this. And we did. And I don't remember. I probably thought it was awesome because in the 80s, it was kind of the definition of awesome. I mean, ninjas are super cool. Ninjas are also super stupid. And so once you get to, I'm sorry, ninjas in a traditional sense, I'm sure that in ancient Japan, ninjas were the thing. I'm sure that they were amazing and that they were like, ghosts who could move around silently and cast shadows and smoke bombs and stuff. But in the modern world, they're stupid. And so if, you know, watching this movie about, by the way, the plot of American Ninja is that this guy is uh, working with the army to buy guns and uh, uh, rockets and stuff from, or steal to, to steal and hijack convoys of, of, army trucks carrying this stuff and to then resell them to buyers and and to enforce all of this to make sure that he is the ultimate uh, authority in this part of the world is of course that he has an army of ninjas led by the deadly black star ninja who has a black star on his cheek and is the most ruthless of all of them and they have all the ninja cliches the outfits with where only their eyes are visible. They have outfits of different colors when they're in training. They're weaving and dodging between giant swinging pendulums uh, that are logs with giant spikes. They can catch ninja. Uh, I think they, well, I suppose they could catch ninjas. They can catch arrows out of the air. They can, I don't know, masters of sword play. And nobody just thinks to shoot them. Or if they do, then somehow they always hit the ground. You know, it's that sort of film. And so at the time, it was probably amazing. But when I was at night searching through, just kind of like, I want something brainless to watch. And I noticed that on Amazon Prime, they have the entire series. Now, I haven't seen American Ninja 2 through 4, I think is where the uh, Spectacular series ended. But I did see one. 
and I will watch the others, but I said, I got to watch this again. And it was so dumb. Like, it's just so dumb. The, the characters are way overdone. They're cliches. There's the brooding guy. There's the big strong guy. There's the damsel in distress. There's the big mean army guys. There's the ninjas. Like it's there. There's the, the bad guy with an accent who's dealing with another bad guy with an accent. And at the same time, I'm sitting here and I'm with my modern, you know, artist's beret on going, well, this is, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And I'm also enjoying the hell out of it. So that was kind of the thing where I said, well, let's remember that there is a kind of schlocky, trashy wonderfulness. Like, Art doesn't need to be, and I am going ahead and bravely using the word art referring to American Ninja. Yes, I'm going to do that. So just hang in there with me. What is, this is like me being rhetorical, like thinking to myself, what is the definition of good art? And I'm putting that in quotes, good art. And we tend to feel like it must be something that you could put a beret on and enter it into the Louvre or something like that. It tends to be what's going to win a Pulitzer Prize. Like that's what art with a capital A is. But really, I would say that art is something that is supposed to connect with people. This is me. I'm using a loose definition because I'm not going to talk about emotional resonance in this particular discussion of 80s action movies, but certainly to connect and to convey an emotion to evoke a positive emotion or I guess a negative one. But in this case, I'm sitting there and I'm evoked as all hell because number one, it's nostalgia. And number two, it's just fun despite and probably because of how dumb it is. It's one of those things where like if it had been intentionally dumb, like Sharknado, I'm not on board with Sharknado because they made it to be dumb. So I'm just not into that. A Birdemic, on the other hand, dude made it sincerely and it's so terrible and I love it. And I don't even love it in a like, way that's derogatory it's like i love it in its terribleness in a way that doesn't knock the actual creator unduly if that makes any sense and that's true of like many bad movies there's a lot of movies that are so bad they're good and if if they're so bad they're good well you have circled back to good and that's what really got me thinking here was well if it's if it made its way back to good even if it went through the valley of bad why can't it just be good? It's just good by a different definition. So this really bad movie was good in that it made me happy. It evoked nostalgia. It made me think of my childhood. It made me think of my friend Ken. It made me think of um, just a, a time when this was the height of entertainment. And that was fun from a looking back perspective. But I could also tell you that I could, I feel confident. As a matter of fact, I recommended this movie to my son to watch with his friend in an ironic fashion. So this is somebody, I'm talking about, my kid is 18. Uh, no, he's 19 now. And so this is not something where he's going to have nostalgia for it. He's not going to go, oh, I remember when I was younger and I watched this movie. It, it, for him, it would be pure ironic value watching like the ninjas coming at people and doing flips for no reason is kind of amazing um these these guys who it's funny to think about like the ninja over there who's been training his entire life to be a ninja and just like he gets hit once with like a shuriken or i don't even know what a shuriken is that might be a fireball like a a, a throwing star 
and then he's he's just dead. Like he he didn't even get a chance to take a second punch. I, I don't know. There's something disturbingly funny about that to me. And so there's value in its camp, and there's value in its sincerity. Its sincerity to be awesome and amazing and macho and failing in the modern eye so spectacularly. There's something wonderful about that. So this made me think that like embracing trashiness, embracing sort of popcorn value, you know, I think of like, even if you aren't trying to do something that's that over the top, you can tell something that's not a deep layered, complex artistic story, but just to have something fun, like the Da Vinci code, when it was written, that is paper thin, but it's fun. That's a fun read, even though those characters I could not give a crap about. There's no layers there other than the layers of the actual mystery itself, which are significant. And that's like popcorn fiction. Or even if you wrote a a written version of American Ninja, I mean, that could be really interesting without any of the machinations of the Da Vinci Code or anything to figure out. There's value to that. And there's value in being trashy. And there's value in embracing nostalgia. And that's what I kind of keep coming back to is... Sometimes I think the definition that we have for art is artificially stringent and biased toward some definition of a capital A beret wearing, being an artiste sort of art. But I would argue that anything that entertains deserves that label of art, at least to some degree, if in an entirely different venue. All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, there's a full article about every episode on my website at johnnybtruant.com, as well as show notes and transcripts. If you find value in what I do, please consider becoming a member of the site. Just click on membership at the top. Members get extra weekly episodes of the podcast, extra companion articles, my current in-progress book, if you're into that sort of thing, and more, all for just a few bucks a month. It's basically like buying me a cup of coffee. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by subscribing, sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.